street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Epistemic, episode number 23, 2018, Year in Review. I'm your host, Reed Nicewonder, a.k.a. Cordial Curiosity, and I have my uh, co-hosts today here, as usual, Anthony Magnabosco and Objectively Dan. What's up, guys? Hello, fellas. What's up? Hey, hey. Another great episode today. I hope Comes so. Your way. A year in review, too, man. Yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a shitload to talk about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot to talk about. So how how's uh, your past week's been been going? Since since the last time we did this, oh, since the last time, um, I've been out. I've, I've done a few more talks on the trail, and I've I've had some good chats. And I've been discording. I've been putting in a an Apple AirPod in my ear, and then live streaming the audio to the Discord server. So if you're if you're not participating in that, I would highly recommend doing that. It's nice to have a few people to talk to as I'm waiting in between talks. And it's also cool to get people's feedback, uh, like, "Oh, dude, like, why didn't you ask that question?" And I, I, you can like listen to me pretty much in real time, kick myself for not having asked the question. Mm-hmm. And I've just kind of been busy getting ready for the holidays, Christmas, you know. <clears throat> yeah, awesome. I had this. I had this guy on my show last week. Uh, Read nice wonder total hack. You know? Total hack. Um, Probably definitely the worst guest I've ever had on the show for sure. Um, I listened to two of the calls. I I was driving to pick up some dinner and then I lost the connection, but I I didn't listen to the remaining calls. Uh, How did it go? It was fun. Um, We talked to some interesting people. I think um, I'm glad Reed was there. So what happened was I had arranged a call ahead of time from the same person that I got um i i know someone who kind of knows some interesting people to call in and he was the guy who got me to talk to that 9-11 truther guy which was really cool and we were anticipating someone that was going to call in about the illuminati um and asking about that and i was like reed i I need your a game with me today because i've never talked to anybody about that and i need somebody who could prepare to you know speak on something that's kind of out of our regular topics of conversation and he ended up not calling um and i was a little disappointed about that but besides that we had some interesting calls about um kind of our personal takes on gosh we talked about death we talked about like kind of reincarnation all kinds oh of yeah death. i was listening to that guy where i was thinking so like if a meerkat is being born right now and it opens its eyes it's taking on the 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 identity or it, that that's somebody else like that was a human being that it died is now i was it was so it, it was, was odd a little vague um yeah. that's what that's what my dinosaur question was about like so i i could be without knowing it be a reincarnated dinosaur or or just just something that was alive at one point and now is in my body but then the caller said no because it's not actually reincarnation yeah he he had said earlier that it wasn't reincarnation but it was something else but that's confusing because it's like okay but it's still your identity but not really like to me that's reincarnation you know like one of the first things they always try to tell you when you have these conversations is define the terms like define what you're talking about 
in that whole conversation, I was struggling to keep up with mm-hmm. what was exactly he, repeat, he meant. Was he a repeat caller? It's, he, it seemed like you had known him. Yes. So he was one of the first um, people that called into one of my proto shows, kind of um, one of my shows that I did before we went live every week. Um, and so we kind of talked about this, basically the same topic, um, but we got a little more in depth this time. So I thought we would make some more progress. I think we kind of did, but um, I think what was really cool about that conversation is at the end of it, he did say, oh, you've made me think about some things. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you guys kind of challenged me a little bit. And that's what he walked away from uh, that was, oh, I got something out of it. I don't know if Reed or I got <laughs> as much. I mean, honestly, like, it was just really hard to understand. But it, was, mm-hmm. it was cool, though. I, it was definitely different from the usual stuff. So... I also thought that uh, the split screen that you guys had was the, the crispest and the nicest like arrangement of co-hosts on your show that I've seen. Yes, we recently fixed that up to make it look a little bit nicer on screen mm-hmm. and stuff. And it helps that Reed has some pretty good equipment as well. I want to do some upgrades for the show, but maybe we can talk about that a little bit more in our kind of year of review <laughs> Um, thing that we're yeah. doing here. Yeah, because I think what we want to do is talk about the things that we saw in 2018 related to SE that are worth noting and then maybe end the second half of the show where we talk about things that we want to see in 2019. Mm-hmm. Well, I, pre- I prepared a list of about three things that I saw in 2018 and uh, you guys were going to do the same. Did you guys, mm-hmm. yeah. you guys able to compare? Yeah, you have a list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, let's hear you first, Anthony. You sound like you're ready. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, the, the first thing that's on the top of my list that I thought happened in 2018 that's worth noting is that a street epistemology, it seemed, tended to make some major inroads into different X fill-in-the-blank religious communities, Scientology, Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses. These are These are groups where... People are leaving these religions and they're finding online communities. These online communities have discovered street epistemology. They've invited people on to talk about it. I've been on a couple of shows where I was with um, John Cedars with the ex-Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, you had Bruce Blankenship, I think, on your show. Now, he is an ex-Mormon. Um, That's Bryce uh, Blankenangle. Oh, right. yes. Okay, that was way off. Okay, I, sh- I should have wrote his name down in, in beforehand. And then and I think the uh, Infants on Thrones. Podcast yeah, yeah. You just did a new one, another one. Yeah, Reed and I were on Infants on Thrones, which is a great podcast. They do a really good job in their production quality. Um, Dan, I think you were on a show too uh, for an ex like an ex Mormon kind of podcast. Yes, that, uh, that that was cool. It was cool to see. Uh, in fact, uh, I forgot to mention there's a Muslim who. Uh, what is his? I should have looked up his name. Uh, he he was interviewed on um, the jihadis, the jihadis podcast. I forget what the name of it is. Uh, Abdul Abdul Samir, I think, is his name. Uh, he has he was mentioning the benefits of street epistemology. So, what is really cool is seeing that uh, these little groups that are out there, where people are leaving those specific religions, are mentioning the benefits of street epistemology and they're using it too and then bringing people on to talk about it so that was really cool and I, I thought that was worth mentioning did you guys notice that as well for sure 
Yeah, um, I've definitely talked about it with more people, like you said, especially uh, for me, it was the ex-Mormon community. I've gotten to know a lot more people in there who um, have a lot of people like Bryce and um, Colleen from um, the Mormon Happy Hour podcast have told me like, yeah, they want to bring this to other ex-Mormons. They think it's a really good tool and stuff. So hopefully this next year, I want to work on integrating it more into other kinds of communities that haven't typically seen SE before, or at least um, not that much of it. Mm -hmm. It was funny too, is like when 2018 started, it seemed like there was a really big interest from the secular <clears throat> Buddhist community to really blow up SE. And I didn't see that in that community, but I've seen it in all the, uh, those other communities. Uh, Abdullah Samir is the guy uh, that was interviewed with the Secular Jihadis podcast. Uh, mm -hmm. He had mentioned the benefits of SE. And it's really cool to see um, even atheist, what is it called? Uh, atheist Republic, which is a very large ex-Muslim community that's online. They are very interested in street epistemology and talking about it. So, hey, maybe we will start seeing content from people that are from those those religions specifically. I don't know. It'd be kind of cool to see. That was that was the top of my list. I've got a couple others, but I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in hearing what you got. Uh, let's do let's do this. How about each of us go around each time and say our one until we all do three? So I think yeah. we all have three things, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. so um, I'll go. Rounds. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll go next because I'm already talking. Um, but you, you might actually say something that I have on my list or read. Maybe that's yeah, true yeah. too. I guess we can say that. Um, but I mean, first thing, obviously, number one is I started Truth Wanted. I think that's kind of obvious, but um, <laughs> it's a big deal for me anyway. Um, that wasn't on my list. Yeah. Was yeah. List. <laughs> oh, it was uh, on Reed's list. Okay. Oh, there you go. Like, uh, so I see this as, you know, there's been other kinds of Colin shows before, and I get the comparison, but I think now that I've done a, I've done a solid. 10 or so episodes now, you know, if you're including some of the um, other episodes that we did in the pre-show that are on the channel now. And I think I'm finally starting to create this separate identity from these other shows and people are finally getting that. Because at first it was a lot of the kinds of columns you see on other kinds of atheist shows. And now people are kind of saying, oh no, uh, Dan kind of does things a little bit differently. The conversations are a little bit different and it's more SE oriented. It's not always SE. But it's pretty SE oriented, um, and I think that's a really good introduction for people who want to see these conversations happen in real time, who like want to try this out themselves. They can just call in and um, see people do it, and see other people from other communities come in and try doing it too. I think what's really cool is I'm doing this thing where I get guests on every single week, and that's been a challenge sometimes scheduling people, but I always get people who are emailing me and saying, wow, that was so cool that you get to talk to these people. And I definitely want to get more people at least aware of SE through the show. I definitely want more SE people on the show for sure. But, you know, I'm open to anybody coming on. I'm open to um, introducing the method to all kinds of new audiences. So uh, I hope this next year I continue to grow with the channel and stuff and do more stuff with the ACA. Um, as I was kind of mentioning earlier, I. I want to. I have some plans for upgrading the show. We we weren't able to do a lot of showing clips on the show, and that's because of some technical problems on the ACA's end. I'm hoping we can fix some of that. Um, and I also just, like I said, want to get more kinds of guests on, and definitely a different variety of callers. So I'm I'm working with people who know some interesting people who can call in and and do that sort of thing. So 
yeah, it's just been fun. It's been fun doing the show. A lot of work, but it's fun. Yeah. I, I, I noticed I was watching, I think I was watching the atheist experience and somebody in the comments was, was commenting on a caller that was talking to either Matt or Don or somebody. And they were saying, this is, this caller should be calling into truth wanted. Why are they calling into the atheist experience? Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was neat that, that, uh, people are tr maybe seeing these shows and, and maybe putting the, the callers in specific categories and being like, this, this is a call that maybe would have gone better if it had gone into your show. For yeah. Example. So I got an email this week. One of my favorite ones they were asking about, cause I have a, the truth wanted mugs and they're asking if they could buy them yet. We don't have them for sale. We just got those two for promotional purposes. Although I would like to get more merch next year. That's the thing that we want to try to do for the ACA. Um, but he mentioned in kind of an aside paragraph, like, by the way, I've been listening to atheist experience for however many years since I was like a teenager but Truth Wanted is my new favorite show, wow. you know? And it's people who, you know, who are watching this other stuff and obviously still like Matt, still like what Eric and Jamie and those other guys do. But now it's like, okay, now my show is up at the place with these guys. And in some cases it's like, you know, even better in people's minds, which is great. I don't like, it's definitely not a competition. We all just have different audiences. Mm -hmm. um, and if I can cultivate an audience that people who, you don't want to see more of that can see more of that, then that's, that's great. I, I love it. So mm -hmm. as I much as I love watching Matt do his thing, like I've kind of seen it. Uh, I kind of expect to hear what I'm going to hear in the, in the experience calls, but truth wanted, it's like, you don't know what you're going to get. So yeah. It's interesting. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. The fact that you've broadened out your topics that, that can be discussed on the show should, should make it more interesting for people. It kind of reminds me of um, like when you look at the different shows that the atheist community of Austin has and how it might, one show might appeal to somebody and the other ones don't or whatever. It, it kind of reminds me of the different practitioners that are out there doing SE today where somebody might be really drawn to read style and not so much like the, the, the approach that I take or vice versa. And the more people we have doing this, the broader the appeal. And I yeah. think it's kind of similar to what I'm seeing in the shows that the ACA is putting out. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, I'm glad that I have a platform to do my thing, and I'll, I'm going to keep doing it. So, yeah, that's awesome. my that's my point. Reed, you got one. Uh, my one is a a new. There was a new show this year that came out, a generic SE type podcast talk show called the League of SE Reviewers with Ty from Let's Chat. Ben from Seas of Thought and Linda from Super Curious. Uh, I think they've kind of overshadowed us now. I think they have a much better and more interesting show than you this. Oh, hell I, yeah. I, I would I, agree I with that. They're, they're funny. <laughs> yeah. They do. They, they keep it really interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know what, what else to add. Um, they, they got like 10 shows under their belts too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Every time they put out a new show, it gets better and better. And they're they cool. do seem to consistently do reviews of of conversations too which is something we started off doing and we kind of i don't know we just stopped doing that yeah i'd like to bring that back a little bit so that'd be fun yeah maybe we can just take clips rather than like like i just uploaded a 51 minute conversation that's probably not going to fly but if we took yeah. a little snippet of it it could be useful yeah. maybe not like whole interviews but maybe snippets from something that someone did that was new and interesting we could comment mm -hmm. on it but yeah, big fan of them. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, I really like their show. Um, okay, so I guess if we're going full circle, then mine is kind of related to the League of Esser reviewers, but a little bit more broad in that one thing that I noticed in 2018 was uh, a, a, a big a big increase in the number of people producing SE-related content. So you mentioned Ty from Let's Chat. We have uh, Super Curious, Linda, uh, Ben Diesel out of South Africa. We've got Eddie from Deep Discussions, Raul from Street Knowledge. Um, and, uh, and I would say there's probably f maybe five or ten other people that have uploaded three videos, five videos. They didn't get a lot of traction. We, we tried to add them to the to the playlist that we have so that those folks can get some more subscribers and that type of thing. But that was really neat. That was really neat seeing. I mean, I was excited when Reed started uploading his stuff and I'm even more excited to see other people uploading content from around the world and the different approaches that they have and the experimentation that's going on and mm -hmm. the feedback that I see at the bottom of my videos and their videos where there's suggestions from not only the people watching, but other content creators where we're giving feedback to, to each other. And I think that that's really great. That's valuable. And, um, there is something that we have working on in 2019 that kind of is tied to that, but I'll, I'll save that to the end. But that was my second thing is, is seeing the boon of other content recreators of SE stuff. Yeah. So we need to find someone like when you, I want, one at one each one from each continent at least or, or from one major yes. area of the globe like i want to see china i want to see australia india i would love to see india oh my god that would be amazing hopefully yeah. we'll see it. uh so i guess my second point is i've seen more responses to se both good and bad this year than i did the previous year Mm. Uh, it seems like there is, um, you know, and, and the negative responses typically come from people who are um, religious and who are seeing this kind of method being used on other religious people um, and kind of have comments or questions about that. Um, there's been a few videos produced about SE from those kinds of camps. There's also been some blog posts and things like that. I think all of us have probably talked to a critic at some point, whether it be on Facebook or Twitter, and have kind of engaged with that. Um, to me, I think, you know, that's kind of to be expected. I think the more people know about it, the more people who aren't going to like it is also naturally going to come up. I don't, I haven't found the responses to the, like the, the criticisms themselves, I haven't found in general to be very persuasive to me. Um, and maybe that's because I'm already doing it and I'm really biased and I know the people who do this and I really like them and I think they have the best intentions. But that's one thing I think that comes up is like, oh, what what are we really doing here? I think that it always comes down to that. Like, what what is our real purpose? And some people just don't trust the motives of that, I guess. And and there's some sort of, you know, other agenda going on. And that's the kind of rhetoric I've seen this year. Mm -hmm. I guess I'd have to look to see when we created the Critique Street Epistemology Facebook group. I think it was in 2018. I'm going to check that real quick. But yeah, we try to make a space for people to bring their criticisms forward because mm -hmm. we want to air them out and address them. Yeah. And even, even for things that I find, I'll post them there myself just to have them in one place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, so we have a Facebook Messenger group for the various Facebook 
groups. So all the admins and moderators are in these different groups and we will stumble across cr criticisms. And like Reed said, we'll help. We'll post it. I think there was one criticism where it was just so weak. We're like, <laughs> well, I don't really think an admin or a moderator needs to post this, but if a member wanted to post it, then we'd allow it. But it, it was just sort of, it was just kind of weak. Um, when was this made? Let's see. Uh, when can you tell when a group was made? I don't know. I'm not able to find it. Might not have to scroll to the bottom or I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that that's a good group to go to. Criticisms, I think for myself, carry more weight when it's coming from somebody that I respect. So like when Matt had some reservations about confidence scales and that type of thing, um, I took it a lot more seriously and I wanted to like really understand what he was saying and then try to, you know, correct any misunderstandings of it. Um, but it's, it seems like he's, even he's, it seems like is kind of coming around and is talking in terms of confidence and reliability and that type of thing. Um, but I really haven't seen a lot of criticisms lately of SE, but it, it kind of actually kind of reminds me I'm, I'm, I've been, I've been asked to give some talks on SE in 2019 and I think I'm going to give a talk on common misconceptions and misunderstandings about the method. I might actually make a talk out of that and then record that and put that on my, on my channel. But lately uh, I haven't seen too many of it and maybe I'm just in a bubble, but it seems so like I, I'm I seeing a lot of positive things about it. I've seen more positive this latter half of the year than the first half of the year. Yes. I think, um, I think that also is, because I'm doing this show now too and stuff. And I see a lot of people saying, Oh, I really like the style you're doing and stuff like that. Um, so I'd say, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a holdover from last year. Cause I remember last year was when I first started to see a lot of the criticisms too um, pop up and it might've been just a holdover, but I agree with you. I'm seeing more people. I've seen more people who usually don't talk about it, talk about it now. Um, that are supportive of it than I have been in criticism of it. So I think also in the last six months, I may have seen, I would say three, three or four theists acknowledge publicly that they, that they're, that they're doing SE, that they're attempting to have conversations where there's a, there's a street epistemology component to it. Uh, that's encouraging to me. Uh, it may not mean that they completely understand or that, that they're doing it right, but the idea that they're that they're attempting to do it and they're they're incorporating into their interactions, I think bodes well for for this method. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think it was February third when the critique group was made. Oh, good. Thank you for uh, of this year or of, yeah, of this year. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Who's next? I think that's you. you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so another thing I saw. This year, I guess I'll just put in both of my convention visits, the first in the NanoCon and then to American Atheist Convention. Those were pretty great. Got to sit at the uh, the table there and uh, tell people about SE and watch Anthony do his thing with workshops and talks. It was really fun. Mine is kind of related to that. So if we're going full, full circle. Mine's um, also kind of related to that. So. Was it? Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, I follow Reed, right? I can't remember the order. Was it yes, me and then Reed? Yes. Okay. So mine was uh, kind of related to Reed's in that I feel like we 
significantly strengthened relationships between the SE community, the SE movement with the established organizations that are out there. American atheists, um, recovering from religion, my goodness, we have uh, atheist community of Austin, the ACA. Yes, mm -hmm. that's on my list here. Um, and also the clergy project. There was an individual, the president of the clergy project came through San Antonio in 2018 and gave a talk. And I spent some time with him and he ended up posting about SE in the, in the closed form that they have. And it, it sparked a really good discussion. So I think, I think uh, a lot of the established organizations that are out there are aware of this approach and what we're doing. They seem extremely supportive of it. And that was really encouraging to see. And, and it, like, like Rita mentioned, um, seeing people lining up for talks or workshops on this, whether it was NanoCon or the American Atheist Convention or even QEDCon, mm -hmm. uh, was really, it was really exciting to see. There, there's a hunger, I think, for, for better conversations. And I think people are starting to look at SE as like, this might be the tool that could help us get there. Yeah, <clears throat> to, so me to add on to that, I also went to American Atheist with you guys, um, but I also got to go to the Secular Student Alliance conference this year and do my talk there. And I'm happy about that because I feel like that's another one, another organization that we have reached, but also another segment of the population there, kind of the students kind of um, college people who um, want to use this on their campuses and stuff. I feel like I was able to reach and I've made some good contacts from that. Um, and um, I've gotten some emails from people too saying they want to know more about that. And now I have a recorded lecture on that, on how to do it. Um, I know I wasn't the actual, I wasn't the first person to do a street epistemology um, uh, talk there at SSACon. There was somebody else that did it a few years before I did. Hmm. Uh, but um, uh, allegedly mine was better. <laughs> but also, um, just to remind you guys, like my, my talk was the most popular workshop at the conference which was really cool not because the stroke my ego or anything i don't think it was because of me i think it's because people are really interested in the method itself yeah people want to know more about it so i was very pleased with that um and i'd love to do more stuff with the ssa later on um if i can i'd love to go back next year um and speak about it if they invite me so yeah yeah, I can't believe I, I forgot the SSA mentioning them when I was mentioning all those organizations because I, th I think, yeah, especially you going there and giving that talk to their national convention was huge. And I think the one next year is going to be in California, which might be over yes. in the area. I think maybe the Los Angeles area. Um, I should say this before I forget. If there's anyone listening to this broadcast and you're thinking about going to any convention related to skepticism, atheism, free thinkers, humanist organizations, et cetera. You might want to reach out to the organizers and ask if there's going to be some sort of workshop or representation about street epistemology. If you think it's important and you think those folks could benefit from it, that would carry more weight than me sending an email saying, hey, I'm interested in talking to your group. It would be better to have it come, I think, from people who are planning to attend those events and, and demonstrate to them that you, this, this is a desire, this is a want of yours. For sure. Is it back on me again? Or who? Yes, I believe you're the last one. Um, my last thing was your show, Truth Wanted. So I think we've talked about that. <laughs> Yay! It's yeah, a good show. Was... Mm -hmm. okay. I'm excited to see where you take it. Yeah, um, 
I've so I got to compliment the ACA here because you know it's not just me doing this show. I'm doing it with a group of people who are volunteering their time every week to help make it happen. Um, and it's you know like there are a few other college shows, but not everybody has the resources to do that, to have the technology to even do Collins and stuff like that. So I'm I'm taking the responsibility really seriously. Um, I, they've been given me pretty much full direction on the show, which is great because uh, I, I want to do more with it. I want to expand, but it helps to know what makes it good and what people want to see. So you know, I have the email address now. It's truth at atheist-community.org. And if you really like the show, I want to hear why you like it and stuff so that I can improve it better because I did this to promote SE and to promote um, this kind of style of talking to people in general. And I think it's going to benefit if the community actually contributes their thoughts to the show so I can make it better. Um, and let me know who you want to see on the show as well. I have a few cool guests I plan on coming up pretty soon. One of them is kind of um, going to be the biggest name I've had so far. And I won't mention it yet, um, but um, it's going to be really fun. One quick plug I also want to make as well, because we're talking about Truth Wand and stuff. Um, next Sunday, so this Sunday, actually, um, Genetically Modified Skeptic, who's been on my show before, and some of you probably watch him, is having a special 100,000 subscriber live stream event down at the ACA. And, he, and I'm going to be co-hosting that event with him. So if you want to see me there, you want to see more of my face and his face um, and more of this style of conversation and, and good times, you should definitely check that out. Um, it's going to be at 6.30 Central Time this Sunday, um, the same studio that we do Truth Wanted and mm. uh, make this experience and all that. And so definitely you're going to like, is he going to log into his YouTube channel and you're going to he's going to broadcast yes. using their hardware through his... their hardware? Yes, through nice. the hardware. So it's going to be oh. really cool. Going to have a little a little bit of celebration, a little bit of party. Um, there's going to be some special guests coming on the stream as well. We're hoping to get Cosmic Skeptic on, um, Shannon Q, um, some other people. Uh, so look forward to that. It's going to be neat. That's awesome. Very cool. That well, was so probably... We, we all, we so I can real quick, you, when you mentioned genetically modified skeptic, it made me think of other, other people. So... This is another thing that I noticed in 2018 was other channels like Drew from Genetically Modified Skeptic, which is a great channel, or um, uh, like John Cedars. I think he even went out at one point to do SE with Cosmic Skeptic. I don't know if they ever did video of it or what, but they, they certainly tweeted about it. It's neat to see other content creators that don't necessarily do SE all the time. They see the value in it, and they'll, they'll occasionally mention it in a video that they do. Yeah, it is neat. It is super neat. I, I think we're going to see more of that this next year. I really do. Um, yeah. Okay. Should we talk about what we want to see in 2019, or did you have yeah, anything more? I also want to talk about gold. I've got nothing else in terms okay. of re recap. Cool. So I've kind of got two sections for goals, like just one for SE in general and more another one for just me uh, specifically. That's my first uh, thing about SE in general is seeing more channels. I'd love to see more people going out and creating more channels and doing more interviews. And uh, yeah, just seeing, seeing the community grow. 
I guess yeah. related to that, I guess I'll talk about a personal goal that I have. Uh, I'm planning. I, I met a guy. In fact, I was just at a party, like a holiday party. We call it, what do we call it? The um, solstice party here in San Antonio. And a professor at the local university was the speaker, but I, I've talked to him before. He's going to be teaching a class. I think it's, I think the name of his class is God minus, but he's a philosophy professor and I'll be auditing his class, which will allow me to come on campus. And I think I'm going to start doing some talks uh, back with university students uh, for the past two, three years, maybe even I've been on a hiking trail talking to some older people. And a lot of people have been asking me to go back to talk to college students. So I think in the spring of 2019, that's where I'll be. I'll probably have a dual camera set up and I'm going to try to initiate talks with people who might agree to doing multiple conversations, like saying, you know, I'm looking to have a talk with a person. I'll set a timer for five minutes here, but I'm really looking for somebody that would be willing to commit to having three conversations at minimum. Mm -hmm. So we can see the progression of a, of an actual belief over the course of a semester of school or something. It doesn't have to be like three days in a row or three weeks in a row, but just over the course of the semester, I'd like to meet with you at least three times. So if you see me out here, you know, would you make a commitment to having a follow-up conversation with me three times and seeing if I could do that? Because that's something that I've always wanted to do. And I think that there's a hunger, you know, you, you have, you, we, we up to the little, these, these one-off talks and people are like, did you ever run into them, them again? I wonder what would happen if they, if, if you had a second talk, that type of stuff. I want to actively try to make those things happen. And I think by going to that venue and stating it up front, uh, I might be actually uh, able to make that, make that happen. That's one of my personal goals. Awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. So goals for me, I kind of already said it. I want to make the show better. Uh, that's as far as doing stuff in the community, right? That's kind of my big focus. I also want to do more conference stuff. Um, one thing that's cool with the ACA is that um, I, they're, they're willing to give me a certain budget for me to go and do other conference stuff uh, as representing them and, and uh, representing Truth Wanted. Um, so I one conference I know that I'll be attending this next year is the Faithless Forum, and that'll be in April. Um, and I'm told that I'm going to be able to be on at least one or two panels um, for that. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I may, I, I'd love to do like American Atheists again, I think would be fun. Um, the SSA conference I think would be fun. I don't have any definite plans to do that right now. I I just finished college like yesterday. I just did my last final yesterday, so I'm <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm kind of figuring that stuff out as well, <laughs> figuring out my living situation and my income situation and all that. So I I really don't want to make too many plans into the future until I get that stuff squared away first. But um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I I really do love doing the conference stuff though. It's so so fun, and, and I'd love to do at least as many as I did this year, if not more. So that's cool that the ACA would back that too, cover your expenses. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a shared budget with some other shows and stuff. So I would probably be going with them, like with talk Ethan guys or AHP people. Um, and we'd all go together. Um, if I'm representing them, like if that's the trip that we're going to go on, but yeah, yeah. It'd, be, it'd be cool. Do they only draw that much? I guess maybe you don't have to answer this, but do they only pay for that from funds that go free to your show or do they pull out of a, the group? So it's not exclusively for my show because I wouldn't be able to do it if it was. I don't make as much 
from the Patreon stuff. Um, this would be a good opportunity shows. to play your Patreon. Either right, way. I do have a Patreon. You should check it out. Um, I, yeah, and I, I always tell people like I, zero dollars from that Patreon goes to me. The, I don't take any of that. It wouldn't be fair if I did because so many people help make the show happen, and I'm just one part. But um, that money does go to stuff like conference budgets and stuff for me to use um, for speaking events and stuff like that. So in a way, it does kind of pay back to me uh, for mm -hmm. the stuff that we're doing for the show. And of course it's helping making the show better by getting equipment and, um, you know, doing all the stuff that needs to happen to make a show run. Um, so yeah, it doesn't come exclusively from my Patreon, thank goodness. But um, I hope to see the Patreon grow more too. Uh, we're, we're about, um, last time I checked, we're about $21 per creation, which isn't bad for a show that just started a few months ago. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's pretty good. That would come up. Awesome. Is it back to me again? Or I think, so. next? I think that's it. Okay. I think we did our goals. So I've got more goals. I've got oh, you've got more goals. Okay, yeah. go. Go for it. I did my uh, two. I picked those two, but yeah. My next goal is the uh, the video editing service. Uh, a group mm. of us are trying to get together and do. So people can, if they don't have the time to start their own channel or edit their videos, if they can find a camera, or some type of microphone and go out and do uh, some interviews themselves, they can upload that footage and there can be uh, this group of people that will review the interview and up and edit the video if it's if it's good enough. And, and if it is good enough, it'll end up on this channel, the Street Epistemology YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm really eager to announce that, like uh, uh, post details on how people can go about doing that like the first of the year, I think we'll probably do. But yeah, we've assembled, I think, four or five content creators that will be responsible for evaluating the submissions to see, is this a good example of SE? Is it worth editing and uploading? But yeah, if if you're sort of been on the fence about like recording a conversation, but what's been holding you back is the the editing and the promotion of it, then we're, we, we have people willing to take that off your hands. We want to see more content from people that actually was one of my goals here too was inspiring new content creators and i think it ties into that project that reed just mentioned we want other people to up you know, uh, create these exchanges upload them for us to edit and we'll promote the heck out of it and then you're done you don't even have to do anything else i think that'd be neat that'd be really good let's see uh one of my other goals here i have is I think we've fairly saturated the atheist and skeptic communities uh, because of the going to the QED thing and maybe what's next. And maybe, maybe I'm parsing this, like I'm, 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 I'm splitting this pie, like really closely here, but there's a humanist community that um, sometimes they don't necessarily identify as atheist or skeptic. And I don't know for one reason or the other, but I, I did an interview with Bart Campolo a few months ago. And Dan, I think you met him at an SSA conference and put, yes. you put him in touch with me, which is great. And I want to keep that going. So there's a, there's an atheist, I'm sorry, there's an American humanist association conference coming up in 2019. They were just asking for speakers and I submitted a form, which hopefully went through and hopefully gets received and hopefully gets approved. I would love to introduce street epistemology to, to humanists because I think helping others reflect on their beliefs and possibly lower their confidence on things that aren't true could be one of the most human things that we can do. Uh, so I'm hoping that I can introduce SE to, to that group. Um, another thing that I was doing, I, I've been reaching out to various groups like 
recovering from religion and the AHA as well as uh, CFI to see if I could write some blog posts about street epistemology for them. So there are a lot of people who are members of those groups that just go to that webpage or they follow them on Twitter or Facebook and they don't really go to the ACA or check videos out on YouTube. So I want to write some articles for them to introduce them to these concepts and, and broaden SE out. So I plan on doing that, uh, I don't know, first, second quarter of this coming year. And I guess as a, like a wish, my, this is maybe like my final goal or wish, but my gosh, what's it going to take to finally get on like a Sam Harris's radar or a Joe Rogan, <laughs> you know, every time I turn on those, not every time, but when I turn on those shows, when I'm watching clips time and time again, they mention the importance of effective dialogue and how can we have better conversations and nobody's listening to each other. And long formats are really the way to go. It's like, how are they not aware of street epistemology or talking about it or bringing somebody on to talk about it? So I would love to make some inroads into at the very least having them mention it or do some yeah. sort of episode on it or refer to a video or even bring somebody on that can speak to it. That's what I would like to see in 2019. And I hope that it happens. I was actually just at, I saw Sam Harris last night at uh, the premiere of uh, his new documentary, Islam and the Future of Tolerance. Uh, I saw that last night. It was really great. And he was there and Eric Weinstein was there. So I, I'd love for them. They're going to be doing some talks and like a whole series of talks. So hope, hopefully they uh, like people who go to those things, like ask questions and maybe put another bug in the rear about SE. Maybe that's what we need to do is, is just be one of the first ones to rush the microphone, get your question ready and ask them, just keep dropping the word street epistemology to them. Ask them if they're aware of it, what they've heard of it, what they think of it. Why aren't you talking about it? You, you do not understand the benefits that, that, that this is, seems to be having, I think would be great. And I think Brett Weinstein moved to Portland, which is where Bogosian lives. Mm -hmm. So I, I think there might be some, there might be some opportunities there for cross promotion and maybe eventually get on, uh, get on Sam's radar or whatever. For sure. Another goal is getting the official organization, uh, up and running. That was also, people, yeah, that's my goal. That, that'll be huge. I want to update the website. The SE website needs to be updated. It's it's very secure, but I think we can do a lot to make it look nicer and present the best information related to SE quickly. Like a lot of it's buried and it's not really laid out very well. So updating the website's one thing, but yes, finally getting the organization established, a 501c3, so we can start doing some fundraising. And like Dan was mentioning, if he wants to do a trip, we can have some funds to pay for that and and guide it. You know, give people money to to give talks on this stuff, cover their airfare, cover their hotel, maybe buy some swag to to hand out at these events, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. I'd also love to have some more experts on this show just to interview and talk to them, psychologists or philosophy people. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be cool to see too. But that's that's pretty much all I I have for. Um, I mean. We, we got a lot on our plates and not only putting out new content, keeping it fresh, but trying to keep the momentum going and get people more aware of this and talking about it, mm -hmm. I think is where we're heading. The future looks bright for SE. Blue skies. Blue, Blue skies. skies. Blue skies. 
loving it. And then there's, I think there's maybe 15 or so people watching. If anybody else in the chat has any questions or any uh, potential goals, feel free to put them in the chat. But this has been great. This has been great. And I'm, I'm going to tease this. I'm not, don't, don't give this away guys, but there is an initiative to bring other people who are creating SE content, uh, give them a, a bigger megaphone. We're working with somebody who has a very broad, broad reach, who's uh, interested in, in talking about the growth of SE. And uh, I think it'll be a good opportunity for people who are conducting SE on a regular basis to get out there more and get recognized for the the hard work that they're putting into this. So stay tuned. Awesome. Cool. Neat. Neat. Yeah. All righty. Well, thanks everyone for watching. Uh, I hope you have a good rest of the year. Happy holidays and all that. And very great. Uh, thanks. Thanks you guys for, for chatting. This is cool. I'm really it's glad that we did this. Maybe we should make this a thing at the end of every year. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I like this. But uh, happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Bye. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.